BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back to Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. I'm your host, Lee Phelan, and today we're going to finish up our protein power series by talking about translation. In part one of my protein power series, I talked about how RNA works and how it differs from DNA. Then in part two, we looked at how our cells modify RNA in order to create messenger RNA, or mRNA, a molecule which contains instructions for making proteins. This week, we'll finish up the series by looking at how our cells take those instructions and use them to build the final protein. But first, this episode is brought to you by the audiobook edition of Rogue Code by Mark Rusanovich. In this intense thriller, cybersecurity expert Jeff Aiken discovers that the New York Stock Exchange has been hacked, and someone on the inside knows. More on the Rogue Code audiobook and why you should listen in just a moment. When we last left our RNA molecule, it had just received two tickets it needed to survive life outside of the nucleus, a 5' prime cap, and a polyadenosine tail. Now our RNA can escape the confines of the cell's nucleus through one of the many nuclear pores which dot the walls. Once outside the nucleus, the mRNA is free to dock with a ribosome. A ribosome is a very large, very complicated mass of proteins and RNA that has the exciting job of translating the code embedded in mRNA molecules into proteins. This is such an exciting job that most mammals have millions of ribosomes floating around in every cell just looking for mRNA molecules to attach to. Ribosomes have two parts, cleverly called the large subunit and small subunit. They clamp onto the mRNA molecule like two halves of a clamshell. Once the ribosome is firmly attached, the actual process of translation can begin. As amazing as ribosomes are, just like any other complicated factory, they can't make anything without regular shipments of raw materials. The raw materials needed for making proteins are amino acids. Every protein in your body is made up of a long string of amino acids stuck together with a special chemical bond called a peptide bond. However, in order to string these amino acids together, the ribosome first needs to find them. There are hundreds of different kinds of amino acids, but only 23 different ones are currently known to be used in protein building. You might have heard the phrase essential amino acids before, as in choco-coated sugar bombs provide your child with all the essential amino acids. While your body is able to synthesize most of the types of amino acids it needs, there are nine amino acids needed for protein synthesis which your body can't synthesize. So the only way for your ribosomes to get access to those varieties are through the foods you eat. Now that we know what proteins are made of, let's take a brief look at how ribosomes put them together. The neatest part of this process is how the genetic code works. Recall that we said that mRNA is made up of a sequence of nucleotides. Every set of three nucleotides is called a codone, and different codones signal the ribosome to grab different amino acids. As the ribosome moves along the mRNA strand, it reads each codone and uses that information to decide which amino acid to stick onto the end of the protein sequence it's building. 
Let's say, as the ribosome slides along the mRNA sequence, that it encounters a guanine nucleotide, followed by a cytosine, followed by an adenine. This sequence, GCA, is the codon that corresponds to the amino acid alanine. So the ribosome would know that the next amino acid it needs to string onto the protein was alanine. Now you might be asking yourself, how does the ribosome match up the right amino acid with the corresponding codon? Well, it doesn't really. It relies on some helper molecules called tRNA, or transfer RNA. This is a special kind of RNA molecule which is shaped in just the right way to fit inside a ribosome. There's a different tRNA for every type of codon. One side of the tRNA molecule has three nucleotides that are base pair complements to the codon sequence it binds to. For more about base pairing, go back to part one of the protein power series. The other side of the tRNA molecule carries around the corresponding amino acid. Once it slips into the ribosome and binds to the mRNA sequence, the amino acid is stripped off of the other side of the tRNA, attached to the protein sequence, and then the empty tRNA is kicked out the back door like an unwelcome house guest. Once the end of the mRNA sequence is reached, the ribosome ejects the long strand of amino acids, which fold up into a protein, ready to go out and face the world. Once again, this podcast is brought to you by the audiobook edition of Rogue Code by Mark Rasanovich. When Jeff Aiken is called in to investigate a possible breach of the New York Stock Exchange, he finds that the system has been hacked, and it seems traders may have allowed it to happen. Instead of praising him for his discovery, the NYSE turns on Aiken, accusing him of grand larceny. Now Jeff must find and expose the criminals behind the theft to protect the U.S. economy and prove his own innocence. The search takes Aiken to the back alleys of Rio de Janeiro, where he takes on one of the world's most ruthless cartels. Narrator Jeff Gurner brings the quick-paced action to life, so it's hard to press pause on the Rogue Code audiobook. You can listen to an excerpt now at macmillanaudio.com slash roguecode. If you followed this series from the start, you now know how your DNA is used to make proteins. If you haven't, be sure to check out parts one and two of the Protein Power series for the whole scoop. If you liked today's episode, you can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash QDTEinstein. If you have a question you'd like to see in a future episode, send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com. Till next time, I'm your host Lee Phelan with Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.